Welcome to Peace by Believing with John Redmond, Associate Pastor of First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. If you'll open your Bibles to the book of Nahum, that's a hard book to find in the Old Testament, but it's a great book, and I want us to look today at a great verse. In fact, maybe my favorite verse in all the Bible is in Nahum chapter number one. Several uh, months ago, I guess, my mother, I was over at their house one night, and she said, John, have you ever seen this book by Max Licato? And I never had. It's called Trade Your Cares for Calm. And she said, I I, I can't remember if she had read it or not, but she said, take this and see what you think about it. And so uh, probably on that day, I I didn't seem very calm, and she gave me a book about being calm. That's probably why she gave me that. And so I took it home, and at night, I've been trying to read some nights, just a few pages of this book. And right before Christmas, I got to a little section And the title of the section is, Is God Always Good? And I thought, well, that's an interesting title for a chapter. And so I just read the first couple, three paragraphs. And I want to read this to you today by way of introduction. But I want you to think about that thought. Is God always good? Here's what he says. Is God only good when the outcome is? When the illness is in remission, we say God is good. When the pay raise comes, we announce God is good. When the university admits us or the final score favors our team, God is good. Would we and do we say the same under different circumstances? In the cemetery as well as the nursery? In the unemployment line as well as at the grocery store? In days of recession as much as in days of provision? Is God always good? Most of us, Lakato said, have a contractual agreement with God. The fact that he hasn't signed it doesn't keep us from believing it. I pledge to be good, we say, a good, decent person, if in return God will save my child, heal my wife, protect my job, or you can fill in the blank. Only fair, right? Yet when God fails to meet our bottom line expectations, we're left spinning in a tornado of questions. Is he good at all? Is God angry at me? Is he stumped? Is he overworked? Is his power limited? His authority restricted? Did the devil outwit God? When life isn't good, what are we to think about God? Where is he in all of this? At some point, We'll all stand at this intersection. Is God good when the outcome isn't? And he goes on and talks more about that. But that's the real meat of it, and that's the real question. And that's what I want us to think about today. Is God always good? Now, I want to answer that question before we get delving into it. And the answer to that question is, yes, God is always good. If you believe that, say amen. We do believe that. But sometimes when we go through things in life, or maybe somebody close to us goes through something in life, or maybe we just look at a situation in life and we think, God, if you were really good, why would you have allowed that to happen? God, if you were really good, how could, how could you have let this happen? Just this past week, I officiated three funerals. And I think about those families who prayed for their loved ones And I'm sure they were wondering, God, if you're really good, why did you let this happen? Saturday afternoon, I officiated a funeral for a young man I had never met. He was 27 years old, 
And the previous Saturday, he lived over by the Galleria, and he was driving, not very far, but he was driving to get his hair cut. And he was driving, as he was doing that, another car was going down the road, and evidently that driver either had a seizure or some medical episode, lost control of the car, hit this young man's car, and he was killed immediately, 27 years old. His grandmother is a faithful part of our church family here at First Baptist, and for about the last six months, his mom has been coming to church here, and so they felt a connection to First Baptist and asked me to do the funeral, and I did. And when I went in the chapel at at the funeral home, it was packed out with people, but you could tell, even if they weren't asking the question with those words, that's what was on everybody's mind. Is God good? How could this have happened? God, why would you have allowed this to take place? And so I want us to think this morning, in fact... The message that I'm going to be sharing today is something that has been on my heart since I read that in Max Licato's book, and I have thought to myself, one of these Sunday mornings, I want to develop this, and I want to preach a full sermon trying to answer the question, is God good? But since I only found out I was preaching last night, this is undeveloped, okay? So we'll kind of develop it as we go. But again, the the answer to the question, is God good, is yes. And what I want to do simply and quickly is mention four reasons why God is good. This is very simple, and I think it's worded in such a way that you can remember it, even though you probably can't write it down today. Number one, I believe that God is good because the Bible declares it so. The Bible says so. Now, this verse in Nahum chapter one, and as I said, uh, it's, it's one of my, if not my very favorite verses in all the Bible. Nahum chapter one and verse number seven. Find that verse if you can. Nahum one seven, and here's what it says. The Lord is good. Say that with me. The Lord is good. It just declares it. And then it says, he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. That's why I love that verse so much. It says, if we trust in the Lord, he knows us. If we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he will never say to us at the final judgment, I never knew you. Because he does know us. He knows us because we trust in him. But the beginning of that verse says... The Lord is good. And over and over and over and over again throughout Scripture, we read that. God is good. The Lord is good. And I just believe that everything the Bible says is true. I believe the Bible from the first verse in Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, to the last book in the book of Revelation. I think God's Word is perfect. It is inerrant. It is infallible. And it is totally true. I believe Adam and Eve were real people. I believe Noah built a real ark. I believe there was a real flood. I really believe that. I believe Jonah got swallowed by a real fish. Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. A young man was in a secular university one day, and the professor got up, and he was making fun of God and the Bible. He said, I'll tell you why you students are foolish to believe the Bible. The Bible has stories in there that defy logic, defy physiology, defy everything that science would teach. For example, the Bible says that a man named Jonah was swallowed by a big fish. And he said that is anatomically impossible. There's no way that a big fish could swallow Jonah. He just went on and on criticizing the Bible, making fun of all these Bible stories. And a young man about 18 years old in the back row, he was a Christian. And he was just hearing this professor lamb blast the Bible. And he raised his hand. And he said, Professor, I don't mean disrespectful to be disrespectful to you in any way, but I want you to know I'm a Christian. And I believe the Bible. 
And I believe that if the Bible says Jonah got swallowed by a big fish, then Jonah got swallowed by a big fish. He said, I don't understand it. I don't know what type of fish it was. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him. But I believe it really happened. And the professor kind of laughed and sneered. And he said, well, what about if Jonah's not in heaven? And the student said, well, if that's the case, then you ask him. And uh, (laughs) maybe he'll tell you. But Jonah is in heaven, and he was swallowed by a big fish. I believe that Jesus Christ died on a real cross. He died a real death. He was buried in a real tomb. He came back in a real resurrection. I believe 40 40 days after that, he went to heaven in a real ascension. And I believe that one of these days, he's coming back to this earth and he's going to take us to heaven to be with him. If the Bible says it, I believe it. And the Bible says the Lord is good. It's a declaration. And that's the first reason that I believe that God is good. But there's more reasons. Not only do I believe it because the Bible declares it, I believe that God is good because experience confirms it experience confirms it. First of all, the experiences of people we read about in the Bible. I think about Job, for example. And Job, uh, we read all through Scripture the things he went through and the losses he had in his life and the pain that he experienced, losing all ten of his kids, losing his health, losing his finances, losing, in many ways, his reputation because his friends were telling him, well, you must be a big sinner for these things to happen to you. And he wasn't perfect, but that's not, that had nothing to do with why he was going through that. It was, a, it was a test that God had allowed Satan to bring into his life. But Job, after he had lost his son, said this. He said, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. What's the rest of the verse? You know it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What was Job saying? Job was saying, I've lost it all, but I still believe God is good. I think about Paul in the New Testament. All he had been through, shipwrecked, beaten, uh, abandoned, imprisoned, uh, all the things that Paul had been through, and yet he's able to write in Romans 8, 28, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and call according to his purpose. And so we believe it from the experiences of those uh, that we read about in the Bible. But not only that, we, we know that God is good from the experiences of other people that we have known. We've all known people and we all know people who have been through things and that were bad things, that were hard things, that were painful things. In some cases, they were tragic things. And yet they stayed faithful to God. They continued to trust God. And what did God do? God brought good out of that. As I was thinking about this morning, I hope I won't embarrass him. I don't think I will because I've mentioned this story publicly before and I think they'll be fine. But Doug and Jan Phelps are faithful members of our church. And several years ago, on I believe a Sunday afternoon, they were visiting Bayshore Hospital up here and just checking on one of their friends or one of our members. And while they were walking from the parking lot into the hospital, Doug got hit by a car. And it knocked him upside down, and he landed on his head, and it was a real serious situation. They took him into the emergency room, ended up taking him down to Herman Hospital, and they were running CAT scans and MRIs and all kinds of things to see if he had a brain bleed and what they need to do. Should they do surgery on his brain? What should happen? And were there any broken bones? And I I, I would imagine that Doug and Jan are mature enough. I know they are. And and they, they probably weren't saying, God, why did you let this happen? God, if you were good, I I don't, I mean, maybe they were, they're human, but I doubt they were, but they have two daughters, they have several grandkids, I bet those daughters and those grandkids were saying, God, if you were good, my parents were out visiting a hospital on a Sunday afternoon, God, they could have been home taking a nap, they could have gone down to Galveston, they could have been doing something else, they're trying to serve you, God, if you're good, why would you allow my dad to get hit with a car and end up in Herman Hospital with all these serious tests being run, I mean, that thought would have just naturally run through my mind had it been one of my parents. But as you know, as Doug was down there having those tests run on his body, they discovered that he had 
renal cell carcinoma, which is kidney cancer. They discovered that during those scans. He hadn't had any symptoms. He didn't even know he had the disease. But when they ran the scans, they found the tumor, and they said to him, you've got to get to a kidney surgeon because they've got to get this mass out of your tumor or out of your kidney or it'll eventually kill you. God led him to a good doctor, had a successful surgery. That's been about four or five years ago. And uh, Doug is healthy as a horse today, strong as an ox. But I'm saying it never would have happened had he not got hit by the car. That wouldn't have happened had he not been visiting the hospital. God allowed it to happen. So now in retrospect, we look back and we say, wow, God, you're good to have worked it all out like that. But you can't always tell what's happening while it's going on. And in our own experience, all, there's not a one of us here who hasn't lived long enough to have gone through some things. And while we were going through it, think, God, why? How am I going to survive this? God, what good could you possibly bring out of it? And yet time goes by and God does his work and we look back on it and we say, God, I never could have seen it at the time, but in retrospect, it is obvious to me that you are good. So Lucado's question is a good question. Is God always good? The answer is yes. He, and we know he's good because the Bible declares it, because experience confirms it. And not only that, we know God is good because our hearts believe it. Think about that. If you are truly saved, if you're a child of God, that means you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And remember one thing Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you. That's the Holy Spirit's primary job, to reveal truth. That's how you, one of the ways you know you're saved is that the Holy Spirit, the Bible says his spirit bears witness with our spirit. One of the ways I know I'm saved is because God tells me I am, in his word certainly, but also his spirit just bears witness with my spirit and says, John, you're saved. You belong to me. Your sins are forgiven. Heaven is your home. He's revealing that truth to me, but he reveals all truth. And one of the truths that the Holy Spirit reveals to us is that God is indeed good. And so I just know in my heart even though sometimes we question and we do wonder because we're human, but deep down in our hearts, we know that God is good because his spirit is bearing witness with our spirit and confirming what we read in the Bible. And then a final way, and we, this doesn't apply yet, but it will apply one day. A final reason that we know God is good is because one of these days, eternity will reveal it. When we get to heaven, the Bible says we will know as we are known. We will have perfect knowledge. We don't have perfect knowledge now. We don't understand everything now. Secret things are hidden from us now. Now we see through a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Then we will know as we are known, and everything will be clear. And when we get to heaven and look back on our experience on earth, we're going to say, God, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't understand it at the time. But God, every single thing you allowed into my life was for a good purpose. And God, even sometimes when I wondered in question, you really were good all the time. You know, one of the things I think we're going to do when we get to heaven is we're going to quote Bible verses in the past tense. You know, today we quote Bible verses in the present tense because that's how they're written. For example, we go through something and it's hard and it's painful and we don't understand it and, and we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. We can't sometimes even see the tunnel. And yet we quote that Romans eight twenty eight. We say, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. When we get to heaven, we'll look back on these experiences and we'll quote that verse in the past tense. We'll say, you know what? Down there on earth, all things worked together for good. Because we love God and we were called according to his purpose. Sometimes I'll read, if I'm reading through Philippians, I come to that 29th verse in the first chapter where the apostle Paul said, it has been granted on us not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer 
for his sake. And so sometime when we're suffering, we have to remind ourselves, Jesus suffered, we're suffering. In this suffering, we're becoming more like Jesus. But when we get to heaven, we'll quote that verse in the past tense. We'll say, you know, down there on earth, it was granted to us not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for his sake. And in that suffering, we became more like Jesus. Sometimes when we're suffering and when things are tough in life, we may go back to Romans 8 and quote another verse. Verse number 18, where Paul said that the sufferings of this present time do not compare to the glory that will be revealed in us. We believe that. We, go through, we say, you know what, this is hard, this is painful, this is, this is confusing, this is trying, this is tough, but I believe that the sufferings of this present time will not, do not compare to the glory that will be revealed in us. But when we get to heaven, we'll quote that verse in the past tense, and we'll look back on our earthly experience, and we'll say, you know what, the sufferings that we went through down there on earth don't compare to the glory that we're experiencing now. And so today, maybe you came to this lunch and, and maybe that question was in your mind. God, are you really good? And God, if you are good, why did my family member get cancer? And God, if you're good, why did my family member die? And, and God, if you're good, why did this relationship not have a happy ending? And, and God, if, if you're good, why did I lose my job? And, and God, if you're good, why can't I pay my bills? And God, if you're good, why am I going through this physical pain that I'm going through now? And today you came to church and you had a good meal and you talked to some friends and you've just been reminded of what you already knew and that is God is good. In heaven, it'll be revealed. Our experience on this earth confirms it. Our heart already knows it. But you know what the best reason to believe God is good? is because the Bible clearly declares it. The Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. Amen. Father, we believe it today. We believe it. We don't always understand it. Many times we don't. But we believe that you are a not only great and powerful God, but we believe that you are a good and compassionate God. And that anything you ever allow us to go through only has a good purpose behind it. And so, God, today, as we go from here, back to our jobs, back to our homes, back to our responsibilities, I pray those four words would ring in our minds and in our hearts throughout this day. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen and amen. Thank you guys for being here. Hope you have a great day. Well, I want us to spend just a few minutes together here at the end of the day's program just thinking about uh, that question that Max Licato asked in his book, Is God Always Good? And again, I really liked how he, he asked that question a different way. He said, Is God good when the outcome isn't? That's a good question. I think that's probably something we have all struggled with uh, at different times in life, and we've wondered, we've certainly wondered, well, God, if you are good— how could you have allowed this to happen? Or, God, why would you be letting me go through this? Or, God, it just doesn't seem to make any sense. And, Lord, if you're good, why would you let me go through something that's bad? And that's just a normal, natural question. And I hope that maybe something I said in that message today uh, encouraged you and maybe, maybe helped you to think about your situation from a slightly different perspective. But, you know, as we think about that question, and more importantly, our answer to that question, and, and as I said in the message, my answer to that question is, yes, God is good, even when maybe he doesn't appear to be good, even when things aren't good. I believe with all my heart that God is good, and to be able to say that really is, is an expression of our faith, 
Because when we say that we believe that God is good, uh, what we're really saying is uh, we trust the character of God, that we know that a good God would never allow anything into our lives that would not ultimately be good for us. It's interesting. I was preaching another sermon not too long ago, and I kind of been talking about this same theme and about God being in control and Certainly, God doesn't cause all the bad things in our world that happen. I don't believe for a moment that God caused uh, 9-11 and the devastation that was to so many people that lost their lives and so many people lost their loved ones on that day. I don't believe God caused that. I don't believe God causes people to get cancer. I, I I just don't believe God causes those things. But I'll tell you what I do believe. I believe that God is in control. And since God's in control, I believe that that means everything we go through in life, uh, he either ca- he, he some things he might cause. I don't think he causes those examples I was giving, but I do believe that he allows things to happen because if he's in control, he could have stopped them. And interestingly enough, I finished a sermon recently where I was talking about that, and this lady waited around to talk to me. I didn't know her. And she said, sir, I just want you to know if I believed what you just preached, I would hate God. And I said, well, what did I say that would cause you to feel that way? She said, well, you said that God allows everything that happens to happen. And she didn't really get into very many details, but she just made the statement that she had been through some very uh, difficult times in her life. And she said, if I believe that God allowed those things into my life, uh, I would hate God. Well, I didn't know exactly how to respond to that, but I mean, I'm sure she's been through some some just unthinkable things. But I did say this to her. I said, ma'am, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that God's in control? And she said, no, I don't. She said, because if God was in control, he wouldn't allow these bad things to happen. And see, that's really the rub. That That's where... That's where it all boils down to. What do you believe, first of all, about the sovereignty of God? Is he in control? And I believe that he is. The Bible is clear on that, that God is absolutely in control. But what do you believe about the uh, character of God? I mean, when you think about God, what do you think? Do you think that God is an evil, mean, uh, hateful dictator Do you believe that God is wanting to inflict pain and do you bad? I don't believe that at all. I believe God is loving and kind and merciful. And yet God knows that sometimes if he will allow us to go through uh, a test or maybe some difficulty, that God can develop our faith, that he can strengthen our character, and that he can make us more like Jesus. And so it's it's not so much that God allows us to go through things to, quote, teach us a lesson, I mean, he, he's always teaching us, but I think even more than, quote, teaching us a lesson, God is trying to make us more like the person of Jesus Christ in our response so that we would respond with faith and with grace and with confidence that as a good God, he always has good plans in store for us. And so today, this is a tender topic because I know some people listening are going through and have maybe just recently gone through something incredibly painful and incredibly difficult. And now you've turned on the radio and you've got me saying that God is is uh, is always good. 
And I believe that. And I'm saying that because that's what the Bible teaches. I'm saying that because I've experienced that in my own life. I'm saying that, saying that because in my heart, God's Spirit just affirms that to me. And so today, I encourage you by faith, just declare to God that you believe He's good. You know, it may be, and it may not be, but it may be that God has allowed you to face what you're facing now so that you would come to the end of yourself and find your need for Jesus Christ. And if that's you today, would you just pause and pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins and make you a Christian? You can do that right where you are. He will hear that prayer and he will answer it. And as you go on in your life of faith, I just encourage you to always think the best of God, highly of God. He is a good God. He loves you. And no matter what happens, he's always good. We hope that today's message has been a blessing to you. You can find this message and many others on our website, peacebybelieving.org, under the broadcast tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to you being with us on the next Peace by Believing with John Redmond.